Wednesday night, in honor of the new movie, Knock at the Cabin, we're dropping four wild new pilots hosted by the master of terror, M. Night Shyamalan. Hi, I'm M. Night Shyamalan, director of the new movie, Knock at the Cabin. Enjoy the shows, then check out our Twitter poll to make the choice. I got a whole bunch of not this I gotta go do. Ah! Adult Swim Pilots Night, hosted by M. Night Shyamalan, Wednesday starting at midnight. And don't miss Knock at the Cabin. Theaters Friday, rated R. Welcome back to Owls Only, the Adult Swim podcast. I'm your host, Bryce Hope, and I got a whole bunch of this, not this I gotta go do. So normally I am joined by my co-host Alex, but unfortunately he cannot be here today because he's an adult with a real job, so I'm going to be flying solo this time. But that's okay, because I'm going to have, he's going to come in and out on different episodes, and we're also going to have sort of a mine and maybe hopefully some Adult Swim alumni, some YouTubers, that kind of stuff. But anyway, today we are talking about... The M. Night Shyamalan Pilots Night, which today is February 5th. This aired, like, on Wednesday, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I was pretty sure it was um, Wednesday was the Pilots Night. But before we do that, let's get into some recent Adult Swim news. Um, first off, Joe Para is back. Not the television show, unfortunately. I wish the TV show was back. But Joe Para has started a podcast. It's gonna be it's like a fifteen minute thing that he's doing with the composer for the show. And it's going to be the first Sunday of every month, I believe. And the first episode just came out. I haven't listened to it yet. I'm gonna listen to it while I fall asleep tonight. It has um Joe Firestone on it, which is awesome because this is effectively, I think what it's going to be is just like Imagine Joe Para like talks Joe Para talks you to sleep like the um animated special that started off the show or um like the grocery store episode. I think it's going to be more akin to that kind of Joe Para instead of the more like serialized like story-based stuff. I think it's going to be like an episode of Talks You to Sleep basically once a month, which is amazing. That is awesome because I do while well, I do love all the story-focused stuff that we get in Joe Para. I think that the, the talks you to sleep stuff is what, what made me fall in love with it. And I think that's what makes it, like, that's part of what makes it truly transcendental television. And I think we're bringing it back in podcast form is probably the best thing they could have possibly done. Because it's it fits perfectly because a lot of a lot of times you can just listen to like um fall drive or grocery store or talks you to putting it into podcast form not having to pay for you know like extras sets costumes location that kind of stuff i think that i think it's sort of the perfect way to keep like the spirit of joe para going and, and, and if it doesn't ever get another show i think the podcast is like the next best thing we could possibly get so we got that going which is awesome and also coming this month is the new Kingstar King special and the new Ballmasters Rubicon special. Now, I have not actually seen Kingstar King. I'm pro- it's only six episodes, so I'm probably going to binge it sometime here soon. But Kingstar King is a show made by J.J. Villard, who also created J.J. Villard's Fairy Tales. And it's, it's I think it's about like a warrior or something. It's I know it's very, very like, it's very gory. It's very kind of like 
heavy metal, um, like the Beavis and Butthead, like acid trip sequence in the desert, that kind of thing. So I'm looking for the new special looks like it's going to be kind of like a reboot type thing. And out of everything in Adult Swim's canon to pluck out and make a special of, I think King Star King is a very interesting choice. So I'm definitely going to get into that show and I'm going to um, watch it. Probably, I'll probably do like a double I'll probably do both those episodes as one – both those, like, specials as one episode. And Ballmasters is a show that I adore. Um, it's created by Christy Caracas of Super Jail fame. And it's about, like you've, – you've seen Ballmasters. I'm sure anyone listening to this has seen Ballmasters. It's about, like, the game, which is, like, a um, kind of like a death sport that has solved all of humanity's issues. But also they have, like, healing technology so nobody actually dies. But it's – and then, you know – shenanigans ensue. Ballmasters is wonderful. I've been waiting for this for a long time, and I'm very excited to see what they have in store because I love Ballmasters. I was, I've been praying for a season three. I was hoping we we would get a season three earlier this year, depending on the sort of two every two year time frame they normally release Ballmasters in. But we didn't. We got this special instead. But that's okay. I hope I hope this leads to a third season because I think Ballmasters is one of the best shows on TV right now. Best shows on Adult Swim definitely. And Christy Caracas is insane. He's amazing. He's a genius. So I would love, love, love to get more Ballmasters out of this. But if not, I love that it at least coming back for one more special. So let's see. You got Ballmasters Joe Para coming back. <clears throat> uh, Yolo Crystal, De- Yolo Silver Destiny, I think. Yolo, yeah, Yolo Silver Destiny still airing. Um, I think that's it. Um, oh wait, no. We got some news on the Venture Brothers movie, which I am very, very excited about. Let me pull some of that up. So unfortunately, we learned because one of my friends went to actually met Doc Hammer in New York recently. And he told he gave me all the information about it, and he said that um, the movie is around eighty minutes long because unfortunately it is time locked, like Aqua Teen Pl- Forever Plantasm had to be seventy five minutes because it was sort of like a network mandate, and they're doing the same thing with the Venture Brothers movie, which does kind of suck. I was kind of hoping it would be like three hours long, but I have full. F- but Doc, I almost said Jack Doxon and Jack. Jackson and Doc seem to be very, very confident that this is, like, one of the best things they've ever made, and I am incredibly excited for that. And I have, I have full confidence that this will be, like, one of the best things ever made. I am so excited for the Venture Brothers movie. But, yeah, so it is time-locked to 80 minutes. Um, they are in they're in a sound they're in the second sound mixing stage, so I'm assuming probably, like, summer or early fall. Um, see if there's any more movie stuff let me look through this here but yeah doc said it was going to be very insular kind of like the rest of um season three plus of the venture brothers but yeah i would love for more venture brothers after the movie like aqua oh yeah i don't know if we talked about this aqua teen got renewed for five more episodes i'm very excited for that I would love if this leads to a similar deal for the Venture Brothers. I don't know how concrete of an ending it'll be, but I would also love if Doc and Jackson just straight up start making, like, Venture Brothers movies every two to three years. I think that would be amazing. I think that would be a wonderful, like, way to keep on doing stuff with the Ventureverse. But, so let's get into the main topic we're here to talk about tonight. It is, so, Adult Swim randomly decided to put a bunch of pilots on the schedule, and my um, Swimpedia Discord, when Discord I'm in, I got notified of it through there because they're very up on the schedule. Follow Swimpedia. They're amazing. 
and we found out they're making four new pilots or airing four new pilots at least. And M Night, and then later we got a promo. M Night Shyamalan is going to be hosting it, and to pr- to promote his new movie, Knock at the Cabin. I haven't seen it. I've heard it's great, but um, so the four pilots um are Oh My God Yes, Yinor, Macbeth the Dinosaurs, and Wet City. Now, people who are like super up on Adult Swim may remember that Macbeth with Dinosaurs and Wet City are not actually new. Um, Wet City has been part of the Adult Swim Smalls, which is a wonderful little program that showcases like new talent and stuff. So Wet City has been out for a couple years, and Macbeth with Dinosaurs actually came out in fall 2021 on the YouTube page. And I have never seen Wet City, but I had seen Macbeth with Dinosaurs, and I was a huge fan of that, especially because there's a lot of William Street talent involved in there, and it kind of does feel like the next evolution of this William Street stuff. So let's get right into it. So the M. Night bumps were kind of hilarious because he very clearly had no idea what the fuck he was promoting. He, I, th- I feel like they probably got him at the end of the day and was like, here, M. Night, this is for the Rick and Morty network. And he was just like, okay, sure, I'll just promote this for my movie. And um, they also, they said in the promo that they were going to have a, like a poll on their Twitter account to vote for which pilot you want, which is kind of like a thing they've done before in the past, and then they kind of just straight up didn't. Like, they just kind of straight up lied about that. Um, there's rumors that all these pilots might just be rejects, but I hope not, because I think these are great and I love them. I would watch all four of these as shows, honestly. But um, I feel like there are some... I've heard some people... or not. Heard, I've, I've heard some people say they don't like when Adult Swim does this kind of stuff, like, because a lot of it was promotion for Knock at the Cabin because they feel like it's selling out. But I think Adult Swim has always done this kind of thing. Like, I have a... Um, I have a block of Adult Swim from, like, 2002 I have recorded onto a DVD that I watch sometimes. And throughout the entire block, you have... There's, like, a bunch of bums with, like, C-Lab characters promoting Eight-Legged Freaks, which is this, like, 2002-2003 movie about, like, giant killer spiders or something. So there is... There is no... Like, there's no, there's definitely a precedent for this, for Adult Swim promoting stuff like this. But, um, yeah, I'm really, really hoping that these get made because they're awesome. But, yeah, let's jump right into it. So, Oh My God, Yes was a pilot. It was set in, it was set in the 3000s, much like Futurama. And let me pull up the creators here. Yeah, it's set in 3000, and it's about, like, um, it's about, this is pissing me off, I can't find it, um, but yeah, is it Adele Williams? Okay, Adele Supreme Williams. Um, this is her pilot. Oh my God, yes! It's about like three friends living in the future, and it's about this episode's conflict is about the main character. Um, I I'm not. Oh, it's twenty one oh two. Huh. I thought I heard someone say it was the three thousands. Okay, so from her Instagram post, it says um, she created, wrote, and executive produced some wild some this was pilot for Adult Swim, and it follows three unorthodox black women as they navigate sex and dating in South Central circa 2102. So it's not 3000. I thought it was the 3000s. I don't know where I got that from. But, um... This pilot, I really liked the three central... I like the three central, um... 
like female characters. I thought they were really fun. I, I like we get a lot of the main one. I'm not. I feel bad. I don't really remember her name because a lot of these pilots are very, very, very like fast paced. Like boom, 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 boom. Like so, I don't really remember her name. But a lot of it does focus on like the main character's boyfriend, who I found was kind of annoying, and also like the um the other guy that she kind of left the boyfriend for who I also found like not that annoying. I think I really loved the main girl and her two friends though. So I think if they, if they make more and pull it back around to those three, I think it'll be, I think it'll be like truly great. Um, one of my favorite jokes in it though, was when like she's making, there's like an atomizer that like create, it's kind of like the, um, the thing that makes instant food for you in Star Trek, whatever the fuck that thing's called. She has like one of those, but it, it turns into like a living cow for a second. He's like, you don't have to do this. And turns him into tacos, which I thought was very funny. That made me laugh. Um, I noticed, oh, one of the things I noticed is that one of my friends, my friend Hunter, who's going to be on this podcast soon, Hunter pointed out to me that um, it's seemingly all men in this universe of, oh my God, yes, are robots, which is, or at least cyborgs. So they, they, um, they call him a cyborg in the beginning, which is interesting. And also I've noticed that, um, I've watched the pilot twice now, I've noticed that they're called CODs, like the robots are called CODs. And there's also um, like animal people, similar to like BoJack Horseman, there's a lot of those running around in this universe um this show looks beautiful it is amazing it's probably i think out of all these it might be the best looking one it moves beautifully it almost like some of the de- designs almost do remind me of venture brothers a little bit especially like the noses like a lot of the noses remind me of like venture brothers but um the show is beautiful it almost reminds me of like there's a short-lived block called animation domination high definition or adhd i'm sure a lot of people remember that it's for like you know axe cop and high school usa and shit used to air i mean it almost reminds me of something that would fit in with that block really well but um there was a lot of really interesting stylistic choices. I noticed that in one scene, they're drinking at a bar and all the drinks are like pixelate. They're like pixel art, which is interesting. But um, yeah, it is. It's it might be too good to get made. <laughs> like I feel like a lot of adult because sw- a lot of adult swim stuff, especially now, because you know all the shit that went down in the past couple years. It's been a very like hard couple years for Adult Swim. So I think they're looking for very cheap stuff, and I think this might be too good looking to get made. Um, but I'm very interested in, like, what an episode of this show, like, what an average episode of this show looks like, because I really liked it. Um, unfortunately, I do think it might be my least favorite out of all four of these, but that's definitely, it's only because the other three are so good, but this is still, like, I would, I would definitely watch a full season of this. Um... So we can definitely circle back to that, but moving on to Yinor. So Yinor is made by um, one of the co-creators is Matt Malero of 12 Ounce Mouse, Aqua Teen Hunger Force fame. And obviously, I'm sure you all know, I am a massive, massive fucking Aqua Teen fan, as well as a massive 12 Ounce Mouse fan. And so anything with Matt Malero attached to it, I'm automatically sold. So I heard about this, bef- I heard that Matt Malero was making this before it came out, so I was like, oh, I'm excited for this one. And then it starts, and it's about these um two, like, building supers, which are, like, it's like a term for, like, management, not management, they're, like, they're, they like fix stuff in the building and it's Yinor and I think his name is Bingo is like the, Yinor is like a penguin and Bingo I think is what the name might be Bango or Bengo 
He's like a um, he, he looks like a alien, like like almost like Stewie from Family Guy type thing. But I was already very sold on this just from Matt Malero being on it, and then Yinor spoke, and it's fucking Colin Robinson from uh, What We Do in the Shadows, Mark Proch. I'm scared I'm messing that name up. But he's also been on Adult Swim things like Dream Corp LLC, which is a wonderful show we're going to do soon. And so I was instantly sold from the second he started talking. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm in. I fucking love this. Um, It is very 12-ounce mouse in a lot of ways. There's definitely a lot of that sort of um, like clip art fire gif that they use for explosions. Um, one of the, there's another character in it, Maurice, who sounds like Nat Faxon, but it's not. But it really, really sounds like Nat Faxon of, like, disenchantment fame. Because Nat Faxon, he's been a, popping up in a lot of adult animated stuff lately. I mean, his big thing, obviously, was he is he is Elfo on Disenchantment, which is a wonderful show that I love. And he popped up in the new Beavis and Butthead movie last year, Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe. He was, like, one of the federal agents in that and he's in Little Demon. He's really good on Little Demon, which is surprisingly a great show. <laughs> like, Little Demon came out, and I'm like, I'm not sure about this. It's just because it seems like Lucy, Daughter of the Devil. And I watched Little Demon, and it is, like, amazing. It is great television. So, Little Demon, wonderful show. Check that out. I hope it gets a season two, because definitely a lot of love involved from everyone making that show. Like, Little Demon is great. Watch Little Demon. But he's, like, he's on Little Demon. He's in Housebroken. Another, like, animation domination show, which I feel like is kind of in limbo right now. I don't know what's going on with Housebroken because it's definitely, like, it's in limbo. But um, they aired two episodes of, like, season two as, like, a Christmas special, and then we have no word on when or if it's returning. And, like, all the shows surrounding it got canceled, like, <laughs> um, Bless the Hearts and um, Duncan Deville. So I don't know what's going on with Housebroken. I think it's a pretty good show. I'd love to see Housebroken continue. But yeah, so Nat Faxon is in everything right now, adult animated. So I thought this might be him. It sounds a lot like him. He's not credited. Um, it's credited to somebody else, but it, it's I'm not, but I'm not sure. It could be just someone who sounds similar. But um, Yinor and like fuck Bingo, Bingo. I'm gonna say Bingo. Yinor and Bingo are kind of like these two like assholes who are like best friends and um. Maurice is kind of like, uh, they're kind of like Stuart, like Beavis and Butthead characters, the guy they kind of like pick on. Maurice is like getting like attacked by like this creature that flies in, which is a very like Matt Malero type, like dragon design, but like this creature that flies in through his window and stuff, um, because they won't, they just won't fix his window. And then they stumble upon a, um, a briefcase full of money and it just kind of like, you know, it spirals downwards from there. It's almost like... This a lot of these pilots, all these pilots except for Wet City are very, very, very chaotic, and this is especially chaotic because like they it starts off with oh we have like we have a business problem and it gets to the point where they set off an EMP and like t- destroy technology for like everybody, but um they have a boss uh name they have a boss i forgot what his name is but it's um dana snyder doing kind of like someone in the adult swim discord said it sounds like bouncing back and forth between master shake and granny from squidbillies so i definitely hear but um his design is crazy it almost reminds me of there's an adult swim pilot made by william street that features mf doom called um cheyenne cinnamon and he almost looks like a design from that show, but that show is 3D. He looks like a design from that show made 2D, but um, 
yeah, the wonderful Dana Snyder is in this. And another reason that it just sold me on it immediately. Um, one of the things I love in this is to get the boss to forgive them. Yinor and Bengo do like this funny little dance thing. Uh, I thought it was hilarious, kind of weirdly adorable. Um, a lot of shit happens in this. Uh, it definitely has a great setup. I think just having... Um, I think the hallmark of a good show is at least a good like animated comedy at least a good comedy in general is giving characters a job that can lead to a lot of like funny setups like always sunny the gang has a bar or like smiling friends like they have to go make people smile that is a great setup you can do anything with or like futurama where there's a delivery company that's a great setup you can do anything with and i think this is similar to that where this sort of setup where the building supers that have to go out and um they have to go out and, like, fix things in the building. That's a great setup that can lead to a lot of really fun stuff. So I think it has a really great setup. The cast is amazing. I don't know who plays Bengo or Maurice, but um, but having, like, I'm just going to say Colin Robinson because I'm afraid of messing up his name. But Colin Robinson as Yinor and Dana Snyder are already great. The other two are great, too. I just don't remember their names. But um, the cast is wonderful. The setup is great. Um, so there's, like, a, a definitely a, there's a plot in here with, like, there's like a hot dog dimension or like a hot dog mansion they go to or something and eventually it leads to them setting off an emp and then they get like these like television pants or something it's insane the escalation is insane it's very very hard it's not hard to follow but um i think you definitely i definitely got it more the second time i watched it i think it's this is one of those you need to watch a couple times to like truly like you know get all of it but it's a wonderful show i really like this um it's according to i i know some people from william street who said this has been in a production for a really really long time which i can definitely see i can definitely see this being something i've been working on for a while but i am a huge fan of just like goofy like william street comedy and I think right now, if they can't really be making, like, big-budget stuff like um, Tuca and Birdie, I would definitely love for this to get picked up, just because it almost, it almost kind of feels like Adult Swim returning to its roots here. And that is definitely exemplified in Macbeth with Dinosaurs. So Macbeth with Dinosaurs um, released on... Released in, like, September 2021 on YouTube, and I watched it, and I loved it. It is made by, like, William Street guys. Um, Paul Painter, who is a wonderful, like, he's voice of um, Professor Wilkes on 12-Ounce Mouse. He's, like, worked on, like, Aqua Teen and stuff. He works on this. Um, so it's about these dinosaurs that are, like, Macbeth characters, like Lady Macbeth, who I love. Lady Macbeth in this pilot is – she's a fucking amazing character. Like, everything she says is funny. Um, her expressions are hilarious. I love Lady Macbeth. I chose her quote for my opening here. Got a whole bunch of not this I got to go do. That made me fucking laugh every time. I love Lady Macbeth. Um, there's also, like, fuck, I am misremembering the characters' names, but there's, like, three other dinosaurs. One of them is, like, a raptor. One of them is kind of, like – He's like one of them is like the fat one, and one of them is just kind of like a um, goofy one who kind of looks like a weird cat type thing. And they live in like this like mansion that's floating down a river for some reason. Like it, it's just like floating down a river, but they dock and they um, move in next door and almost in a kind of a um, 
Aquatini thing. They are next doors with a neighbor voiced by Dave Willis. But instead of a Carl neighbor, this is more of a traditional dad type neighbor who has like a family. And there's this really stupid joke. They keep making that I laughed at. They keep on talking about Yummy Thursdays, which is very obviously a Ruby Tuesdays joke. I love that. That feels very much like anyone who grows up in just like shitty American suburbs like knows about like Ruby Tuesdays. So the Yummy Thursdays joke was very funny to me. Um, But yeah. So this dad and um, the raptor get into a fight. You know what? I'm going to look up the show and see if I can find the characters names because i remember them when i'm watching them but now that i don't have it in front of me i'm like damn it what are these characters names okay seward is seward yeah seward is the um yeah seward is the um raptor lady Macbeth is the one i remembered she's the tyrannosaurus rex um donald bane is the overweight like um, Triceratops, I think, and Fifth Witch are, um, yeah, and Fifth Witch is, like, the kind of, like, cat type thing, but, um, so it starts off, and oh, there's also a, a ghost played by, um, Nick Gibbons, which I love. Nick Gibbons is Ted with the HOA, and you first you think it's going to be like, oh, we have to deal with this, like, asshole from the Homeowner Association, which is another thing just about, like, I feel like a lot of, um, there's, there's a lot of this in Aqua Teen, too, and, and, like, Squidbillies, where a lot of William Street stuff, because William Street is in Atlanta. It's not in, like, you know, New York City or L.A., and a lot of, like, surrounding Atlanta is just, like, suburbs, and a lot of these guys are just from, like, suburbs in the South. So a lot of this is just, like, dealing with shit you have to deal with, like, in the suburbs. So the HOA guy is part of that, then it, it, HOA guy played by Nick Gibbons of As Seen on Adult Swim fame. Um, he turns, turned out to be a ghost, which is funny because he's just like going around the neighborhood, like trying to um, like just trying to piss people off. And so uh, Seward gets bitten by um, the dad played by Dave Willis from like the family living next door. And. He turns into a were dad, which is exactly what you think. The next day he just wakes up and he's just like the same person as the dad. And he just starts like mercilessly beating Donald Bane, who is cloning and eating himself, which is something that I didn't note pick up until the second time I second time I watched this, is that um he has like a bunch of cloning vats in his room where he's cloning himself and eating himself. So that was very interesting. But um Fifth Witch. Fifth Witch is, I feel like, is probably the least developed. He's, like, funny, but you you don't really get what he's about yet. Fifth Witch does have, like, a massive fucking vape that he's hitting all the time, which made me laugh. It's kind of like the Smiling Friends thing, where it's like, yeah, you all know people who do shit like that. But, um... Yeah, Lady Macbeth is kind of, like, chaotic. Donald Bane is, like... Donald Bane is, like, the bullied one, and he's, like... He definitely gets made fun of being fat, but he's also, like, cloning and eating himself. Um... But yeah, this one is this one I can definitely recall more of it than I can of Yinor because like the Were Dad stuff happens and they try to figure out they need to get Seward back and Seward back and so they go they decide the best way to do that is for all of them to get bitten except for Donald Bane so they all get bitten by the dad or rather they knock his teeth out then just like press his teeth there's knocked out teeth into them until they turn into Were Dads and. It transports them to, like, this alternate dimension where Seward is, and they find him, and then, like, um, Fifth Witch gets them into, like, a, um, 
It's Wereworld. They go into, like, Wereworld. It's, like, an alternate dimension where you go when you become, like, a weredad. And, um, Fifth Witch, like, starts a feud with, like, the, um, with, like, the Crips for some reason. Because I guess the, um, Wereworld is Crips turf, is something they say. And also something I noticed about that scene where they're in Wereworld is there's, like, a poster in the back. And it almost looks like on the poster is the clay pizza from this house's people in it. Which I was like, oh, that is interesting because i um love this house people in it and i don't know if it's intentional or not but it really did look like the clay pizza but um anyways the show is also about like living in america too because um seward gets bitten by the where dad and then he also gets shot later and both times he's like i'm not going to the hospital we can't afford the hospital so it's just kind of like a it's almost like this frisky dingo thing where it's about like living in america sucks because like no one has health insurance and you know you don't have socialized health care so it's just like shitty but um yeah, this this almost felt like anyone who's on the internet in like the early 2010s knows this. Um, it almost feels like film cow to me, like uh, fucking um, llamas with hats or like uh, Charlie the Unicorn. It almost feels like film cow to me. Yenner too, to like a lesser extent. Yenner feels more like regular William Street, but this almost gives me like a um, film cow type vibe. But yeah, I've heard the complaint that this is a bit too similar to Aqua Teen, but I disagree because. It's, I feel like it's faster paced and the character dynamics are not the same at all. I think this is very different from Aqua Teen and I would love, love, love for this to get a full series just because I love this. I'm just a huge fan of this very chaotic, like um, low budget William Street stuff. And I think the network's been sorely missing that since 2020. So I'd love for them to bring it back with this. But um, so on to the final, um, on to the final topic of the night Oh, the final pilot of the night was Wet City. So I had known this exists, but I had never watched it. And I turned it on and it fucking blew my mind. Like it sucked me straight into it. And it was genuinely like, like affecting and like sad. Like it's a, it's a sad story, but, um, so it's about this character. I don't know if he's named or not. I'm just going to call him like the main character. So the main character is he lives in like, he lives in New York City that has been like after I'm assuming like climate change has like destroyed the earth and it's just it's just like underwater except for like the very top level of the city. So it's called Wet City and it's kind of like everyone who's in alive lives in these like apartment buildings above ground. And he just kind of, like, lives in this apartment building, and he has, like, a mini DVD player and that he watches, like, porn on all the time. And he has, like, um, like a year, like a lifetime supply of, like, barbecue chips that he barters for other stuff. And he has, like, a pet, like, cyber shark named Verizon, which is funny. But um, I don't know – I don't know, like – it's definitely apocalyptic but also there's like neighbors like he has like neighbors and he like trades and stuff so there is still like community but um so there are these people called the founders they're basically like silicon valley assholes that like make their own like utopia but they like kill anyone any poor people that show up and like need their help or anything so the founders appear and they like the founders appear and they capture his shark, Verizon, his cyber shark, and he can't go on because that was like his pet. And so he, so he decides to go find the founders and get his cyber shark back. And on the way, he stops at this like colony, 
full of, I think it's supposed to be like, just kind of like shitty, like drunk people. And one of them is this guy that he traded with. Um, and everyone hates him because he sold like a bad batch of teeth whitening strips. And this is also just kind of about like capitalism and just how like shitty everything, even like in the post apocalypse, like, like shitty capitalism is like running everything. But, um, so he meets up with this guy and teams up with him to go to the Founders Island, and the guy sells him out for, like, a case of, like, light beer, and he gets locked up in, like, this prison alongside um, this person, Tex, who's his neighbor that he, like, was friends with. And so Tex and him are, like, like just kind of, like, being imprisoned here, but they are treating his cyber shark Verizon well. And eventually Tex gets, his, gets to leave, which is what he thinks, but then... Um, he discovers that Tex has actually been, like, experimented on and, like, killed, I think. And so he definitely needs to escape. But he also, like, falls in love with, like, one of the prison guards, I think. And that's, like, a genuinely sweet story. But he knows that, like, these people are bad and they can't stay here. So he takes Verizon and he escapes. But um, this... I'm, I'm definitely missing parts of that. But... Um, this was genuinely very affecting. Like it was a wonderful little like short film. It was, and it was just, I want, I loved it. It was great. And I would love to see more of these characters. Um, it almost, this one I feel like has the least potential to be like a long running series because this one did not feel like a pilot to me. It felt sort of like a short film. I would love for, for, I would love for like, you know, 10 more episodes of this. I just don't know where else it would go. Or like, I feel like, um, because the time span this this takes place over is like a year. I feel like it would they would have to definitely um like lower that so um definitely lower that sort of like time span so each episode doesn't take like a year because they you know it's crazy. But um this is wonderful. They've been in the apocalypse too for a long time because he has like a gray beard and you see him like earlier with like a wife or you see him earlier with like trading people trading stuff with people and he has like. A normal like a brown colored beard so I feel like this apocalypse has been going on for like decades and he definitely had like a wife at some point there's just so much interesting stuff to dive in here to like explore and think about so this was I feel like this is definitely the best one of the four even though if it's probably like the um one that would wouldn't work as well as a series but um yeah, it was wonderful. All these pilots are great. I hope all of them get made. I'm hoping that maybe because they took away the pull function, it means they're just going to make all of them, which is like, do that. Like, do that, William Street, because they don't really have too many new comedy shows coming out. I think it's just like Royal Crackers as like a new, new show. And like returning seasons of like, you know, Eric Andre, Teenage Euthanasia, Rick and Morty, that kind of stuff. So I think they need new comedy. So I think just I would honestly order all four of these to series if I was them. But, um, so other, another, oh, another adult, big Adult Swim topic that I missed, King of the Hill is officially coming back on Hulu. So King of the Hill, um, what King of the Hill has been in talks to return since like 2017. And last year they, um, Greg Daniels and Mike Judge, the co-creators of King of the Hill, founded their new company to make, um, they, they wanted to expand the horizons of adult animation, and one of the projects they announced was a revival of King of the Hill, but it was not greenlit by any network yet, so that it was still just like, okay, we want to make this, but we don't have, like, we don't have a go-ahead yet. Unfortunately, their first project at that studio, I forgot what it was called, but it was like an adult animated thing for Netflix, got shut down in, like, mid-production, so fuck Netflix again for doing that, but, um, 
Let's hope they have better luck here with King of the Hill. But I honestly, I mean, I'm very excited for Futurama and Aqua Teen. And King of the Hill coming back kind of completes the trifecta for me, honestly. But um, King of the Hill is... If King of the Hill comes back, I, I mean, it is coming back. When King of the Hill comes back, I really do hope that they do a time jump. Because I think that... Um, I think that a time jump would really allow these characters to grow in a way that feels natural and interesting. And I, I mean, I do love all of King of the Hill. I think the later seasons are still good, but I don't want more of just, I don't want more of 13 year old Bobby and like 40 year old Hank. I want to see like 27 year old Bobby and like 55 year old Hank and see how like the world has changed both in our, like in our world and also these characters' world and how they react to that. So I'm very, very excited. All of my favorite shows are coming back. I mean, I don't think King of Those is coming out this year, but like all my favorite shows are coming back this year, like Aqua Teen, Futurama, King of the Hill, Venture Brothers has their movie coming out. So I'm very excited about this. But um, yeah, so this is Owls Only. I think, let's see what's going on next week. I think I'm going to do um, Joe Para Season 1 next week because Joe Para is coming back and I'm just full-on hype about that and then yeah we got some great stuff coming up and yeah thank you for tuning in you can follow me on instagram at adult underscore swim underscore merch underscore archive on twitter instagram yeah and then you can follow me on twitter at um at mouse fitzgerald without the d my name will probably be um bryce number six or seven streams fan and you can also follow the podcast on twitter at owls only pod and yeah we will see you next week